Kia ora, welcome back to Flying the Fern, powered by New Zealand Stories, Fernmark License Programme and produced by Raw Collective. This series is all about telling the real-life stories of well-known New Zealand businesses that carry the official Fernmark logo. We dig into how they came about, the challenges they've overcome, and their contribution to the reputation New Zealand businesses have around the world. Today's guest has had tremendous global success in making the types of products that you could easily overlook, safety mats. You know, those big mats that you find in a playground, in the office, or at the gym? Yeah, those ones. Matter was started more than 30 years ago in Murray Scott's Otaki Garage with an idea to recycle plastic in a productive, useful way. This was well before recycling really took off, and Murray pioneered a whole new manufacturing process that still stacks up today. Now the company has recycled more than 60 million kilograms of PVC and rubber from things like tyres, cables, road cones, and even gumboots. It has multiple offices around the world and is an international leader in this very niche field. Managing Director Brent Harris talks us through how an idea became an empire that's helped to inspire our recycling efforts as a whole. It's yet another classic Kiwi DIY story with massive global benefits. Kia ora, Brent. Thank you very much for coming in. Kia ora, David. Uh, first question for you. If you had a visitor to New Zealand, what would you say they have to do? What's the must-do event, experience, place of New Zealand? Well, uh, that's a hard one. New Zealand obviously is a beautiful spot. You'd always have to double check to see what that particular person was into. But I love the ocean. I love the coast. New Zealand has got so much to see and do. Um, Being from Tamaki Makoto, I'd just say go out to Katy Katy Beach. I just think it's the most beautiful spot in the world. So first place I'd tell someone to go. Get out and see where the piano was shot. Yeah, that's right. Very cool. Oh, nice one. Oh, I haven't been down there for years now. You've just reminded me. (laughs) But tell me about Matter. You know, you've been involved for a while, but Matter predates you. How does it start? Well, it's been around for 30 years this year. Hey, happy birthday. Um, Thank you. Yeah, so um, it's been a, a very interesting and relatively fascinating journey for the business over the years. I've been with the company for about five years now. Previous to that, my father actually ran the business. So oh, I kind really? of grew up with the business and am very aware of its story and journey. But Matter was effectively founded in Otaki, just north of Wellington, a recycling business. From there, they took products manufactured them in Otaki and then sent them off around New Zealand and eventually started exporting. So that was kind of the, the early story of our wow. company. That's interesting. So where did that idea come from? Because 30 years ago, that was quite innovative, recycling and you know reusing products, etc. Absolutely. Recycling, back in the late 80s, recycling really was not in the mainstream, wasn't really in the conversation. And Murray Scott, who at the time, he was actually the mayor of Otaki, and there was a business called Plastic Granulators, which was a small Otaki-based company which would take post-industrial plastic from manufacturers, accumulate it, chip it up, and then send it back to those manufacturers to reuse it in their own production. Okay. And that company fell on hard times. And so Murray, seeing this business doing this great work with plastic recycling, he didn't want to see it fall over, and so he took it on. And from there, he slowly you know, got into recycling, uh, collecting all sorts of plastic from yeah. all sorts of places. And eventually, after a while, kind of realized, you know, you can recycle plastic and give it back to the manufacturers, but not a massive margin on that. And so he got into the game of producing new products, yeah. value-add products, and then creating that from the PVC that, or from the plastics that they had That's collected. brilliant. Mm. Brilliant. He's visionary by the sound of oh, it. Oh, absolutely visionary. Wow. And where, where did the products come from? Because obviously you need a supply chain into you. That, mm. You know, back then, where did they come from and where do they come from now? 
Well, back then, most of, as I mentioned before, most of the product or the plastic came from uh, post-industrial, so manufacturers around New Zealand. Yep. And, you know, back then there was no real kind of supply chain or recycling program up and running in New Zealand. And so there was a lot of plastics going to landfill. Yeah. And so Murray would get the old Holden Ute out and drive off down around Wellington and, and pack it up full of plastic from various different plastics manufacturers. Wow. And then um, eventually they got some plastics uh, recycling schemes happening in Auckland and Hamilton where they effectively used, I think one example would be they went into wineries and manufacturers that supporting the, the vineyard industry, and they would accumulate plastic using hay balers effectively, yeah, and ship these big bales of plastic, yeah, from Auckland or Hamilton back down to Otaki. And, and in the early days, apparently, you used to use like blenders and sort of you know it was a bit some of the equipment was was a little bit uh, more rustic, perhaps. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, thirty years ago. You couldn't just pick up the phone and ask for uh, a company to supply you, you know, uh, some wash plant machinery for for recycled plastic. Matter was very much founded on this DIY uh, New Zealand ethos of yeah, if you I'm want right something, why. yeah, if you want something, you got to get it done. So Murray and and the crew of with the team he had around him spent a lot of time building new machinery, testing new machinery, and just getting it up and running, you know. Yeah. And so. It wasn't a, a flash and glitzy start, but it was um, a robust start, if you want to call it that. That's brilliant. Yeah. And, and what becomes of those products now? I mean, you mentioned that, you know, giving them back to the originator is is not the model so much anymore. What do you make out of all this recycled gear? What do we make out of all the recycled plastic Plastics that we were exactly. yeah, yeah. Well, today, matter, we solely work in the safety surfacing space. Wow. And so... That's pretty niche, isn't it? It's relatively niche, yeah. So what we do is we take recycled plastic, um, predominantly recycled PVC, and we generate that into surfacing tiles that gets used in playgrounds across New Zealand and, and also internationally. And we also create safety surfacing that gets used for anti-fatigue, standing, worker comfort type applications. Oh, those ones that you have under your desk in yeah. an office sometimes and you stand on them. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's and you. also in, in larger production lines, big automotive manufacturers and, and the likes will use it along big, long production lines that yeah. For, for standing workers to to stand on. That's and, awesome. So those products are getting a second life, basically. Yep, they absolutely are, yeah. Nice. So back in the day, it, it wasn't safety matting, et cetera, didn't exist when I was a kid, for example. It was all sawdust and, and concrete, maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you fell off, it was tough luck to you. So you, obviously it has kind of create a bit of a market there on, on that side of it too, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, back in the early 90s, playground surfacing, yeah, as you say, was was largely limited to bark and or a concrete slab or yep. hard earth. The first matter tile was actually intended for the industrial space, and that's where we got, got traction. But then we had customers see the ability to use it in a playground surfacing application. Yeah. And in particular, this one tile, grass could grow up through it, Right. and the tile would stay sitting there with grass growing through, so it had a real natural look to it, yeah. but also had some fall attenuation. Yeah. And so that's really how we kind of found our way as a company into the playground surfacing space. So fall attenuation means when you fall on your bum, it doesn't hurt. I just translated well, that for the folks home. <laughs> it still might hurt, but hopefully it won't hurt too much. Oh, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> and, and now you're doing this internationally as well today. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the journey to get from Otaki driving a holding down, picking up stuff and selling it to the people around you to this international business that you've got? Really, it started, you know, Murray was, he was a, an incredible guy, a real community-minded man. He was the mayor, as I mentioned. So he was a people person and he really knew how to 
connect and to build relationships. And so really Matter was founded, you know, after kind of getting up and running, he went overseas and found some great distribution partners and like-minded business operators who were kind of really excited and interested and wanting to be a part of the story. And a couple of these partners are actually quite fundamental in helping Murray and the team and Matter develop new products and get going, you know, being financiers and the likes. And so really that's what got Matter operating on an international scale. Right. And over time, we have, you know, we've sustained many of these great long-lasting distribution partnerships, and we've also set up our own uh, sales subsidiary companies in, in our key markets and have probably today a much more vertically integrated business model. So we're manufacturing, well, we're sourcing recycled PPC, we're manufacturing yeah. it, we're distributing it, we're selling it and installing it. Oh, you do the whole, the, the full vertical, vertical integration. Wow, yeah. okay, that's interesting. And how, that must be interesting in other markets then because you've obviously got to hire people and installers and fitters and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, we, we're a small business but trying to do big business things. So it comes with its own challenges, but it makes for a, a super interesting work day. Yeah. But, yeah, so we have we have a small uh, team in, in each of our key markets in Australia and um, California yeah. as well as in England. And, wow. yeah, so, no, there's there's. Plenty, plenty How did they come about? Just tell us a little bit more about like one of those markets, you know, because that just seems like a big jump from Otaki to California, for example. Yeah, yeah I mean, it just was it just the sheer good nature of of Murray as he's out in the world <laughs> finding people. It wasn't just the sheer good nature of Murray. We, you know, Matter had a great product that did a job and did a job really well, and really selling that benefit of a product that will last a long time, yeah. that will do a better job than anything else in the market at the time was just something that, you know, playground surfacing was a real sunrise industry at that stage. Yeah. And the market really cottoned on to it. Wow. Um, you know, today there is a lot more participants in that market and there's a lot more kind of product, you know, versatility around. But yeah, that's fundamentally where it all started, and you know, through offering a great product and a great service, we're we're still here today. And do you do you talk about the recycled nature of the products, and you know, what does that mean for from an environmental point of view, and how does that play into kind of the the purchase decisions, I suppose, that are made as well? Well, we find that the recycling story really resonates with some people, some markets, other markets less so, but we very much have recycling as part of our DNA, you know. We, we don't just talk about it because it's a nice thing to talk about it. We talk about it because our business is built on it, yeah. part of our bloodstream. And so we like to tell that story. And we have found most certainly in the last, you know, say five to 10 years, recycling and sustainability is definitely becoming more of a conversation point with our customers. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, we do really try to talk about it and, and make sure people are aware of, you know, when they buy our product, they are receiving, yeah. you know, this versus if you were, say, to you know, purchase another product or not look at the sustainability credentials of a product, yeah. then you might yeah might be greenwashed. Do you think that that you know sustainability recycling etc is part of our Kiwi way? And is it is that part of? Do people around the world think of brand New Zealand? They think of this kind of being ecologically minded. Yeah, I reckon. I mean, I think about the New Zealand. You know, what do people think of when they think of New Zealand? And they think of, you know, the outstanding uh, mountain ranges and vast beaches and, you know, there's the the stereotypical Lord of the Rings and and that type of thing. Most people know of New Zealand or certainly the people I come to contact with in international markets, you know, when they find out you're from New Zealand, they're like, oh, wow, and they'll rattle off, you know, something they know about the country. And it quite often is hinging around the beauty of Aotearoa and and so I think when it comes to recycling, it's quite easy to put the two and two together. 
you know, people really trust our produce. They uh, trust our dairy. And I think people relatively trust New Zealanders of people. We're quite down to earth and, and try to say it as it is. And so tying all that together, I think when you start talking about recycling, it kind of makes sense, you know. Nice. Yeah. And you've got the fern mark. You use the fern mark as part of your marketing. Tell yes, us, tell us about why you made that decision. What do you do with it? We've made a real conscious decision to try keep manufacturing in New Zealand. It's part of our story. It's part of our DNA. Um, you know, if you look at the numbers in isolation, you go. It's quite tempting to go. You could manufacture somewhere else. You know, yeah. somewhere cheaper. But it's part of our story, and it's a part of our brand and our connection. And so it's awesome having an icon like the fern mark that represents that story, you know, on a global scale. You know, we're proud to talk about being a, a New Zealand-based company. And so, yeah, as I say, having an icon that sells that story is a good one. And we put it on, you know, most of our marketing and our website and, and nice that type one. of thing. Yeah. Do you think that being from New Zealand opens doors and creates different conversations for you? I think it does. Actually, you know what? The accent is always something that <laughs> causes people to... I don't have an accent. Don't about you, but I don't have one. <laughs> Not at all, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think it does. You know, I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, you're competing in a, in a commercial market. And so your product needs to be um, selling itself. Your service needs to be selling itself. But we do find that being from New Zealand helps build trust. New Zealand has a great reputation, honesty and integrity, good products, and so, yeah, we do find that it's a, it's a helpful trust builder for us as a company. No, that's awesome. And tell us about how you personally got into the business. I mean, you talked about, you know, Murray, and he's obviously a, and we should remember Murray, perhaps. Do you yeah. want to talk a little bit about my Murray, who passed away? I, yeah, I so recently. Murray did pass away a couple of months back, and uh, he lived a really long and um, fruitful life. He was an amazing man, yeah. and um, he had the whole community of Otaki up to um, I can imagine. to fear him goodbye. And um, yeah, it was fantastic. It sounds like one of those icons. Yeah. New yeah, Zealand icons. Yeah. I was talking to Tim, uh, our manufacturing manager, who's Murray's son, about Murray and the story. And I just think, told him, Tim, you need to write a book. I think there's just, there's too much good good stuff Too many stories. Yeah. 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 And then you got into the business. Tell us about your journey. And So my father was a business partner of Murray's. Oh, um, this is a big family-owned business thing. Yeah, slash so nepotism. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so Murray, Murray was a generous man, and so he he helped my father and his business partner get into another plastics recycling company okay. called Replayers and make slip sheet for pelletized handling and the like. And that's been a, a really good recycling business. Um, and so my father took on the business about twenty years ago. Worked with Murray, and when Murray retired, he took it on himself. As a young boy, I took business trips overseas with him and, and all sorts. So kind of that learning through osmosis. But I went my own way after high school. I actually became a musician for about six or seven years. You look, look a bit like a muso, actually, I have do to I? say. Yeah, 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 yeah. For the people who can't see, I do have a big, long <laughs> haircut at the moment. Um, but, <laughs> Not a mullet, just to be clear. <laughs> Bordering um, on it, though. Yeah, so I, I played music for about five or six years full-time, travelled the world doing that. Wow. And then I came home and I did a law degree. You know, some people, why did you become a lawyer after being a musician? Yeah, I'm not too sure why I did that either. But in any case, that's I practiced as a lawyer for a few years. And then when my my father became quite unwell and couldn't keep running the business, so I took it on. So, yeah, it's a, it's, it's got a long legacy of family uh, and, yeah, you know, manufacturing in New Zealand. So it's just great to, to be part of that story. And hopefully we can, um, my goal really with the business is to um, pick it up, make sure that, you know, we leave it in a better spot than yeah. When, I, when I grabbed it. Oh, yeah. that's wonderful. And is it still mainly based in Otaki or is it a It's still based in Otaki. Wow. Yeah. 
Do you, yeah. get, you must get down there quite regularly then. Well, my business partner, Dylan, he's from a manufacturing background, so he spends a lot more time down there than I do. I spend a lot of time um, looking after our, our customers overseas. Oh, show pony. So, oh, yes. you. you get the good gig. Sorry, Dylan, <laughs> if you're listening to this. Sorry, mate. Get back to the factory. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, Dylan loves that. But also, you know, we've, you know, we've got young kids and family, so... It's always, you know, the tra- traveling overseas is probably the other challenge of being a New Zealand business. We're yeah. just so far away from our markets. And so there is a lot of travel yeah. required. Although COVID has really shown us that, hey, we can still um, gain rapport and maintain rapport with our customers and the markets by yeah. just being in touch by other ways other than having to show face all the time. Yeah. But do you think the Kiwi personality helps with that? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Look, I think it's just a sort of we are who we are. We're not pretending to be anything else. And, um, yeah, the Kiwi personality, I would like to think helps, but I don't know. I might have to ask a few people. <laughs> ask a few customers. <laughs> oh, so good to meet you, Brent, and thank you so much for uh, sharing the story. And I hope that we do read a book someday about Murray because he sounds like an amazing person. Yes. Yeah, and, uh, look, thank you very much for flying the food. Thanks, David. Appreciate being here. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast series is all about highlighting the amazing work New Zealand companies are doing in a variety of sectors and spaces. If you like this episode, there's plenty more great stories from Flying the Firm podcast that you can listen to. Just go ahead and check them out where you found this one. We're also highlighting the Fernmark license program, which we talked about during the episode. The Fernmark is our national symbol and a country of origin mark that helps Kiwi businesses promote trust, authenticity and credibility by leveraging the good reputation that New Zealand has overseas. To find out more or to apply to be part of the program, head to our website, fernmark.nzstory.gov.nz. And lastly, please rate, review and subscribe. It helps others find us. Hide it for now.